0: What's up everybody, welcome back to Chord Chronicles, the podcast where Amy and I listen to most, we used to say every, but we're not going to say every, most album releases from 1971, right now 1971. Basically, we like to celebrate the 50th year anniversary of these albums, and this week, what, week 38? I can't believe it's already week 38. So we're already chugging along what, the (laughs) two-thirds of the way in?
1: We're only a few weeks away from getting Christmas music.
0: (laughs) Oh, why'd you have to ruin my day?
1: (laughs) That's my job as your little sister.
0: (laughs) Oh, God. Well, you hate Christmas music also. I do. I mean, (laughs) hopefully we'll have like Black Sabbath Christmas. (laughs) That would have been awesome. But I know it doesn't exist. But. Oh. And when I said. We listen to and review. Every. Most. Album releases. That means we get the. The good. The great. And the. How shall we put it? Should I be nice this week? No. The absolute <laughs> no, dumpster fire honest. trash. <laughs> the absolute dumpster fire trash sometimes that we get. But we try to keep a smile on our face. Is? <laughs> oh, okay. Let's just get right into it. The first album we get to talk about is... It comes with a caveat. I'm gonna say that. I'm gonna say one thing first. I'm gonna. It, it came out September 20th, 1971, and this album is not gonna be reviewed for its value as a piece of art. Okay. I mean, I don't think you're gonna review it as such. We review it as music. <laughs> Okay? I'm going to say that. Art is subjective. <laughs> music is not. Music is art as well. But there is good music and there is bad music. There is there is a joke and there is a troll of music. I believe this first artist is the world's first troll. I really believe it in my bones. I believe it. Okay? I know there are some reasons for the screaming, but I think she's a troll. That being said, the album we're going to talk about first, and I'm only going to talk about it briefly, is Yoko Ono, Fly, double album, gross. (laughs) Okay, like I said, art is subjective, and this is classified as you know, avant-garde and it's an art piece and everyone that that I've read that's reviewed it online has given it favorable reviews, but they're giving it reviews as a piece of art and I am reviewing this as someone that's going to recommend (laughs) someone else listen to this. And you know what? I would never recommend anyone listen to any of this. Just, just, it's not music for the most part. It's not. My, <laughs> I was just saying, I subjected my child to this album. <laughs>
1: oh, that's just cruel.
0: Any comments across the room? It sucked. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I was talked down on my review, actually, my stars, because I was being too generous, evidently. Alright, um, I, I'm not really going to go much into this. It the, the first song starts, like, midsummer New York. It starts like it's going to be, like, a blues track, in a way. And there's almost singing in it. <laughs> almost. It's okay. Th- that, that song is okay. Okay. As we get up. Yeah, get it, brother. Okay, uh, driving by. There were two singles from this al- album. Mrs. Lennon and Mind Train. And <laughs> Mind Train is... I cannot believe Mind Train <laughs> is a single. Because it's just...
1: Ah! Stop, stop, stop. I've already had to hear it once.
0: That is basically what it is, ladies and gentlemen. It sounds like she's, what, trying to imitate a dolphin or murder a dolphin or... (laughs) I'm not going to say the other, a dolphin. (laughs) Have relations, but it's terrible. It's, okay, it's it's music. Like I said, my caveat, I'm not going to, I'm not reviewing this as art. I'm reviewing this as music. And it's not, for the most part, it is not music. There is, I don't remember the exact term for it. It was a, it's a way to, you know, like, get your emotions out. And that's why they're screaming. And I can't remember what the term for it was, but there supposedly is a reason for it. But it doesn't deserve to be on a double album. Uh, Just like a toilet flushing and a telephone ringing has no place on a double album. Especially if someone were to have bought this as a vinyl. I would have been really mad. I would have been really mad. If I bought this as a vinyl and I had to listen to like the toilet flush or, or that fly which is like 22, almost 23 minutes long of her just, whatever, whatever she's doing, whatever, it just, she killed the Beatles, guys, she killed the Beatles, she killed the Beatles, (laughs) that's That's what the
1: song sounds like, she's killing the Beatles, yes,
0: (laughs) she stomped them under her foot, but she, she crushed my soul with this album, is what she did i really hope like we don't have any more right now i don't think we have any this year we have one next year from yoko ono and i believe it's a little less abrasive from what i can tell so i'm <laughs> i'm hoping i mean this is just i mean it's experimental and it's called fluxus and sound collage music concrete just a bunch of fancy terms for just a bunch of screaming and yelling that for for no reason really. For I mean, it, maybe it made her feel good, but it didn't make me feel good. I would have put duct tape on her mouth. So with that being said, I'm gonna turn it over to you before I give um, Star. Okay.
1: <laughs> on that note, okay, I'm not a fan of Yoko Ono. I'm just going to throw that out there, to begin with. Um, it's kind of funny that you said you're going to review it as music and not art. Because in a way, I'm going to do both. (laughs) Just, sort of. But, I'm not a fan of Yoko. I don't have anything against her, like, personally. She really didn't break up the Beatles, they did that themselves. She was maybe just the catalyst. But, I don't like her music. I can't stand her voice. It's just not really for me. So yeah, I was dreading this. I put it off as long as I could. I mean, a double album, and I knew basically what it was going to be. I can say that even though this was a double album and it was like an hour and a half long, it did not take me an hour and a half to finish, because I couldn't. I had to skip through parts of some of the songs. You know, they all got at least a partial listen, but I just could not do the full <laughs> song on some of these. I've got kind of to throw that out there. <laughs> I couldn't. Oh, first. I understand. Yeah. I understand. <laughs> first, though. First, the good. There was good guitar in Midsummer, New York. And Mrs. Lennon wasn't awful. There was a very high-pitched squeal at the beginning, I think. I'm not <laughs> <was> sure. <laughs> it was super high and hard to hear. It was like a dog whistle. But it may have just been my ears ringing from the previous song. I couldn't bear to go back and listen again, to be honest. So, But anyway, that song was not awful. So that's the good. <laughs> now for the bad.
0: <laughs>
1: Mind drain. <laughs> There's a lot. Yeah, Mind Train, like you said, was absolutely terrible. 80s kids, you know that annoying song, Rock Lobster? You know that annoying part of Rock Lobster by the B-52s? That noise? That's what Mind Train is. For almost 17 minutes. And I'm not exaggerating, I'm not the only one who said that, I looked it up. John Lennon himself said in, I think it was 1980, right before he died, That the song Rock Lobster inspired him to start recording again because it sounded like Yoko's music. (laughs) Not a good thing, but whatever. Don't Worry, Yoko was literally painful. Just atonal screaming. That's all it is. That's all I can say. I wish that those were the only two bad songs, but a lot of the album is like that. You know, there's too many to name them all. So, just if I didn't already name the songs, just assume that they are in this bad, atonal, even painful category. The only other one that I'm gonna mention by name is the title track, Fly. Because that song was... <sighs> it was an attack. Like, I literally flinched and almost dropped my phone into the bathtub when that song started because it felt like someone was piercing my eardrum. (laughs) (laughs) The only phrase I could think of sounds really melodramatic, but it's true, and it's the best way I can explain my reaction. I literally physically recoiled in horror. (laughs) I know that sounds really harsh, and I don't like to be harsh. And to be fair, I am sensitive. You know, I've got misophonia but I don't think anybody could call this pleasant. The the best way I can describe that song, and I did make my husband listen to part of it, too, because if I had to go through it, so did he. <laughs> it's a mix of a crying baby, a bleeding goat, somebody gagging, buzzing bees, and feedback. <laughs> I know, we're laughing, but... <laughs> It was an (laughs) affront to the senses. I literally felt like I had been attacked. I mean, that was followed up by the last track, Telephone Piece, which, like you said, it is just a ringing phone and then her answering it. Okay, I hate the sound of a ringing telephone. Again, I have misophonia, That's sensitivity to certain sounds. But Telephone Piece, that was a relief to me it was a relief to my ears oh yeah (laughs) and like you 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 mentioned some of these songs are really long too like that fly song (laughs) the one that i was just talking about was almost 23 minutes long the last thing i'm going to mention is not as bad i'm going to end on a somewhat positive note i guess the personnel list does include several well-known people. I'm not going to name them all. All the usual suspects are there. Not surprisingly, John Lennon is on the album. Ringo was on one song, and Klaus Morman was on a few as well. Unfortunately, I couldn't hear Ringo over the painful screaming from Yoko, but he was in Don't Worry, Kyoko, supposedly. you know, I can't verify it. I heard no drums at all because I had to cover my ears. Guess that wasn't a positive note to end on, after all. Oh well, all I have left is my rating.
0: <laughs> I mean, the only way I could recommend this album is to troll people. <laughs> if you get someone stuck like in a in a car driving, and you have the auxiliary cord, or you have connection to the Bluetooth, or whatever, <laughs> and they they're letting you pick music. I do recommend you put on Yoko Ono Fly just to see what they do. Just to see what reaction you get. If
1: you have earplugs and you don't have to listen to it.
0: (laughs) No, just once. Just just, because it's just unbelievable that people actually bought this back back then. And were probably really mad. (laughs) They were probably really (laughs) mad. I would have been... I would have been... I mean, just so out of my mind like oh my gosh i wasted my money but i mean like i said i can't i'm not going to write that as rate it as an art piece because art is subjective and i'm sure it felt good for her to release all that you know i mean <laughs> i'm sure <laughs> but she clearly needed to get it out. yeah she <laughs> needed it but uh i didn't need it and i just i'm not I, like like I was talked down. This originally, for me, I put it as two stars, which would still put it as the absolute worst album that we've reviewed so far. We had a two and a half star. And that was Joan Baez, who has redeemed herself now with the last album that we had from her. Before that, it was two and a half stars. But this is not even two star worthy. I mean... I was being too nice, and I'm I, like, if I'm reviewing this as music, it's not music, and it's one star, and it's lucky to get one star. If if I gave zero stars, I might, but I'm gonna be nice, I guess, and it's one star, one star, that's it. So that's why I said I'm gonna give my star <laughs> because there's only one. That's all she gets. It's terrible. Dumpster Fire. Well, like I said, we get the good and the bad. This is the the worst. But things are looking up from here. What would you give it?
1: Okay, I know that my reviews sounded super harsh and I hate giving bad reviews. But I have to be honest. I mean, like I said, I just barely got through this. Even skipping through several of the songs. And I had a terrible headache by the time I was done. It's just not good. I don't know how anybody could actually enjoy this. And I said that I was going to review it as art somewhat, in that I know that this is supposed to be art, but if I can't even listen to it, then I'm not getting anything meaningful out of it. And I couldn't listen to this any more than I already did. I got nothing out of it except for a headache and you know a sense of' oh my God, that was awful, so yeah, I completely agree, one star, and even that may be a little bit generous, but one star,
0: yep, you heard it, ladies and gentlemen. That is the first ever one star review from the history- in the history of the podcast. So it's it's that bad. It really is though. So like that sick curiosity that some people have, like you know, that like to see bad things or <laughs> or like to experience bad things, you know, check it out. Yoko Ono Fly. It's right there. It's like a it's like a train wreck.
1: Wait, are you saying so. that this is an album for psychopaths? <laughs>
0: um yeah, I think if you listen to this in headphones and like it. You're probably a psychopath. If you can just listen all the way through. And not skip through. And yeah. there's something. There might be something wrong with you. I said it. I'm judgmental I guess. But I said it. But it is not music. It may be art. Maybe. But it's not music. Now the next album. That we have. It's an artist that. I've joked before. I've said she releases the same album over and over and over again. And that's slightly true with this album that we're getting ready to talk about. But it's a little bit better. Maybe, I feel like. But spoiler alert on that. We're going to talk about, well this album did come out September 20th also of 1971. Same day that Yoko Ono's album came out. Man, I would have picked this one up for sure. This is Loretta Lynn. You're looking at country. I've already heard that song. So, title track, I was already familiar with. That's a good song. And, like I said, I I mean, most of this Loretta Lynn stuff that we've we've listened to is just basically, I mean, it's not Coal Miner's Daughter, but it's basically the same thing, or your man's been cheating on you. Which I mean, some of this album's like that too, <laughs> you know. You've been cheating, or you won't, you won't stay home with me, or just whatever, you know. She's having marital trouble. That, that's that's basically this album too, for the most part, with some covers. <laughs> but this is her 18th studio album, so I mean, I couldn't believe that 18 albums. It's crazy, <laughs> but like I said, most of the albums are the same thing. That's so pretty easy when you're releasing the same thing over and over again, but this was relatively successful. it made it to number seven on the billboard hot country l p charts so i mean that's that's pretty successful and there only was there was only one single which is the title track you're looking at country and it was i think it was it made it to number one I thought I saw, but I don't see it right in front of me right now but uh, I'm going to go ahead and say that it made it to number 1 i i think it did and this is the last album that Loretta Lynn has for this year so this is the last album we have her she's going out with a bang honestly i was i actually enjoyed it the the first track is you know the title track you're looking at country i like it she covers take me home country roads by john denver and does a really good job on it i liked her cover of it it was really nice and she covers a Chris Christopherson song, "I'd Rather Be Sorry," which I didn't know that was a Christopherson song. I, I, it, I, you know, I, I never know if that's a song that he just wrote or if it's a song maybe he performed because Chris Christopherson's written so many songs that we're finding out. And there's another cover on this album, and I don't remember what it is, but. Everything else for the most part is, I mean, it's, you know, she's having marital trouble. So for about 18 albums, Loretta Lynn has had trouble with her man. But she stands by her man, as we know. But, yes, that was a dad joke, I know. We have to, we have to let it let him go. Can't hold him in. But, I really don't have much more to say about it. I did actually enjoy this album I don't know if it's, it's, it's relatively short, it's only 26 minutes long. I don't know if I enjoyed it, because it's a pretty quick listen, and it was, I listened to this right after, I listened to Yoko, and maybe anything would have sounded like absolutely amazing right after that. But no, I think this was actually a pretty good album. It's well produced, everything sounded really, really nice on it. I mean, her voice always sounds nice. Loretta Lynn is Loretta Lynn. But I thought, um you know, like, the instruments came through a little bit better on this album. I'm not going to go through all the people involved because the personnel is huge, the listing. I mean, it's, it's a big list. But I don't know. Uh, you can tell that these people have played together quite a bit. Well, which I know sounds kind of cheesy or whatever, maybe. But... You can tell that they have have done a, quite a bit of work together, because it all sounded really smooth. But I don't have anything else to add other than my stars, so I'm going to turn it over to you. See what you thought about your looking at country.
1: Well, I already knew and like the title track as well. You know, it's a little silly, but it's a really catchy song, and I enjoy it. I knew some of the other songs too, I think. I don't know why, since they weren't singles, and it's not like I have been you know, tracking down you know, non-single album tracks from Loretta Lynn, but they did sound familiar. There's not a whole lot that I can say about the album, it just sounds like Loretta Lynn, so maybe that's why they sounded familiar. I did think that her cover of Take Me Home Country Rose was pretty good. It felt genuine. I mean... Loretta Lynn, at least, was born and raised near West Virginia. <laughs> Unlike John Denver, she was closer than anybody involved with writing that song. I actually, because I'm a nerd, pulled up Google Maps and looked. She was, like, 45 minutes away from the v- West Virginia border in Butcher Holler. <laughs> but that I thought she did a pretty good job on. I don't think I like it as much as the original, but it was okay. I did like you can't hold on to love. It that's just classic country. It has that sound and it does it well. That was another of what I call, you know, headphone songs where the music just really sinks in. You know, some music just has a certain feel to it. It feels right. And for me, that song was one of those. I don't really have anything else to say other than for me, this was actually probably the best Loretta Lynn album that we've reviewed so far. I did enjoy it.
0: Yeah, I did too. And I I struggled. Like, I wavered between three and a half and four stars, honestly. Because I think it's really good. But I don't know that it's four star worthy. So I, I did go ahead and give it three and a half. But it's a really strong three and a half. And it I think it is the best Loretta Lynn album maybe that we've reviewed so far. I don't know if it's the best Loretta Lynn album that there is. you know. The, the, but it's the best one that I've heard. So, I mean, it's three and a half for me. But, I mean, I feel like I am selling it a little short at three and a half. But what did you give it?
1: I get that. I felt sort of the same way. Um, and I did go back and look at... Uh, Coal Miner's Daughter because I thought we enjoyed that one pretty well and we did, we rated that one fairly highly, but I feel like I like this one a little bit better so, you know, I did go ahead and give it the four so, we even out I did like some of the songs, I didn't really dislike any of them it's just, this is Loretta Lynn this is what she does, it's who she is if you like her or if you like classic country Give this album a try. You will probably enjoy it.
0: Oh, and the next album that we get the pleasure of talking about that's right, the pleasure of talking about is a band that we've already talked about. It's been a little disappointing, but I knew. What it was leading up to. So I was already. I already knew what was coming. But I've never sat down and listened to this whole album before. Just tracks sporadically. I have heard. Probably six of the songs on this album before. And just didn't realize it. Alright the album that I'm talking about. Came out September 24th of 1971. And it's Electric Warrior. By T-Rex. Not Tyrannosaurus Rex, thank goodness. I'm glad, <laughs> glad that he, he, he being what, Mark Bolin. I'm yeah. sure it was probably his main idea to go to the glam rock. I mean, I'm sure there was discussion, but this is amazing glam rock is what this is. <laughs> um, I can't believe this is their sixth album. <laughs> Since they de- debuted as Tyrannosaurus Rex, that's what like what I'm seeing, and we've reviewed three, I think.
1: Yeah, I think this is our third.
0: I think this is the third, yeah, that we've had. That's what I thought, and like the very first wasn't great. It was okay, and it the like it's a different style. The last album that we had from them was moving a little more toward this, but it still had a lot of folk. I think it was more folk. And it just was low energy. And you knew that... I mean, we knew because of some of the other songs that, you know, (laughs) T-Rex... Not knowing (laughs) about this album, put that aside. What we knew, that what Mark Boland was already capable of. Well, this album has two singles honestly though it should have about six uh, the two singles though that were released are get it on <laughs> everyone knows that one bang a gong get it on which is what I'm talking about the, the the he needed some energy and some swagger and some fun into the music but you can tell you can tell in this album that everyone is having fun and enjoying what they're doing, and that it comes through, and that's why this album is so great. I mean, that's one of the reasons. There's, <laughs> there's many reasons, but the other single that was released was Jeepster, and like I said, I'd already heard, I'd already heard both of those songs, and I mean, there were quite a few. Mambo Son, I was already familiar with. Awesome song, Jeepster. Um, Get It On, Planet Queen, I think, um, what, uh, there was one or two more, like Cosmic Dancer, I think I had already heard before, even the slow, you know, slow songs on this album still are not filler, like, I feel like sometimes uh, bands will put a little bit of a ballad, maybe not even a ballad, just something with a little bit less energy to bring you a little down, Maybe because if like maybe the song before it had so much energy they don't want to put too much in a row. But they still maintain the I don't know the, the, what the kids say, the vibe. <laughs> they maintain the vibe, even and like the whole flow of the album. It just has a nice f- like fun feel to it. Like even the songs that are like what um monolith especially I mean it's a slow slower paced song but it's just so nice and you can tell it's just it just fits everything on this album fits this is one of the I mean the top uh, this is one of the top albums that we've had this year hands down like it, it has to be like top five I really think and I know I say that a lot but I think this one does and friend of the podcast Rick Morgan I happened to mention this album to him and what I, I'm not going to say what I'm going to give this album right now but I mentioned to him how much I really enjoyed it and he said oh it's my one of my f- absolute favorite albums and he has a physical copy of this in his car. So that's how yeah this is this is great but there's not really much more I can add to it. I mean this is just full of good music and the cover's really cool too. But you know, we don't usually talk about the covers, but the cover is really cool for this. I would like a an original vinyl of this. I think it would be really nice to have for my collection. So anybody um, at Chord Chronicles on Instagram should send me a message. <laughs> With that being said, um, I'm going to turn it over to you and see what you think about it before I go ahead and tell you that this album was, you know, five stars. But go ahead.
1: <laughs> Whatever he offers you for that original album, I will outbid him. <laughs> no. you know, I was sort of familiar with this album already Luke loves T-Rex He loves this album and he has listened to it before Several of the songs are on his main playlist That is what we listen to most of the time when we're in the car So I knew several of these very well You know, Mambo Sun, Cosmic Dancer yeah, you know, of course, get it on. That's the one song that everybody knows by T. Rex. Um, I like all of those songs, so I was looking forward to this one. Luke was looking forward to me finally getting to this one. <laughs> you know, this is what I think of when I think of T. Rex. Cosmic dancer is probably my favorite song by them. It has that sort of haunting quality, you know, Bowie esque, which of course makes sense. This is very early glam rock, and that's what David Bowie was known for, too. Although, not really until 1972, so that's worth mentioning. T-Rex got there first. You know, David Bowie was already active, but he didn't really get into the glam rock thing you know, until the year after this. T-Rex are considered pioneers of glam rock with this album. Um, But yeah, it had that same... Cosmic Dancer had that same sort of quality that you get out of a lot of David Bowie's work. I really liked the guitar in Jeepster, also. And I learned something about Get It On in reviewing this. I didn't know that Rick Wakeman played keyboards on that song until I was looking at the personnel list. I've known that song for as long as I can remember, but never knew that he was a guest artist. Um... My only complaint about the album, if I had one, and it's a very minor complaint, the song, The Motivator, was maybe a little bit too similar to get it on. You know. <laughs> but, <laughs> it's a good song, so that's a minor complaint, but they were very similar. But, yeah, it's a really good album. I was really glad to finally get to some good T-Rex stuff because the previous stuff that we listened to was kind of disappointing. But we both knew this was coming. So, it was really good. That's all that I have to say other than my score. I'll let you talk about it a little more even though I already know, we all already know what you're going to rate it.
0: (laughs) Well, I mean, I could go into how much... This has been used in other media. A lot of the songs, I could do that, but I'm not going to bore everyone with that. I mean, you can look at the Wikipedia page. There is quite a bit. If you think you've heard, maybe, maybe, if if you do listen to this album, you're like, I've heard that somewhere. I mean, the song "Cosmic Dancer" is everywhere, but I don't know. I I don't know if I had to if I if I had to pick a favorite. I don't know. I like Mambo Sun quite a bit, and I like Jeepster. I really like Jeepster. It's 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 good. I, they're all good. It's just all good. That's like I said. It's it's that's why I consider it top five of 1971 so far. You know, the year's not over, but I think this has to be top five from what I've heard so far this year, and that means it gets five stars. So, like I said, five stars. But what did you give it?
1: I didn't give it five, but I was very tempted. I don't think, for me personally, it's quite up there. But it is very close. It's very good. You know, there are several songs I really like and you know that I listen to fairly regularly, like I said. And there's really not a bad song on the album. So I did... I did consider five. I feel like it's a little lower than that for me. I gave it four and a half, but really, even for me, it would probably be closer to like four and three quarters. But that's what our combined score will be anyway. So,
0: Yeah, it's it's amazing. Highly recommend everyone check check out T-Rex's Electric Warrior if you haven't already. It's, you know, the reason I... You know, one of the reasons we do this podcast, because I've never sat down and listened to that album before. I heard some of the songs, but it's a good album, which is what, it's what music's missing today, for the most part. There's very few yeah. good albums. There's lots of good singles, and I get it, It's where the money's at, but this album, the album was good. Everything fit together really well, and the flow of it's nice, so, and the production's great. So that's why I gave it five. It it, it hit everything. But the next album and the final album of the week. And I don't think I mentioned it at the top of the program. This is the final album of the week. There aren't any solo segments this week. Because we had the double album (laughs) from Yoko. So we decided to forego the solo segments this week. Because we knew we were going to be listening to quite a bit of Yoko. And we didn't want to burn out too much. But we do have one more album that we listened to this week. And it's a band. I'm going to get a lot of these song titles and everything. I'm going to butcher them. They're going to be totally wrong. So everyone can correct me. Like I said, at Chord Chronicles on Instagram. Let me know. (laughs) You know, I'm, I'm going to mispronounce a lot of this stuff. But... This album also came out September 24th, 1971. And the band is Ton Stein Scherben. And they're a German band, if you couldn't tell from the Stein or the Scherben. And the album I'm going to try is Warum geht es mir so dreckig? And I think that's close. It translates to Why Am I So Miserable? And then I also saw Why Am I So Dirty? But I believe it's why am I so miserable? Because the song lyrics lead me to believe they're talking about like teenage, you know, around that age, maybe a little bit older, angst about life. A lot of this album is—it's all in German. (laughs) So you know, if you're if you're listening to this, you're not going to hear anything in English. It's what proto-punk? Yeah. I mean, this is German. Stooges. That's that's what I would call it. That's that's basically what this is. The produ- I, can't, I, I can't. Okay, when I'm talking about punk music, the production thing kind of goes out the window. Because that's kind of the whole point of punk music. A lot of times it's self-produced. So, I mean, if I were trying to rate this, something that's punk on the same scale that I'm rating some of these slick studio albums, well, it's never going to get that half-star bump. Because they self produced it a lot of times, they be in the band. In this case, it's the band that self produced this album. So it this doesn't have the slick studio sound. But I mean, I don't know if I listened to a remastered version, maybe, but it sounded I mean this is on Spotify. And it like the album sounds really good. You can tell there are people there. Like some of the songs, two or three of the songs I thought may have been live, you know, small crowd, but, and that usually takes away from like from it for me a lot of times because you can't usually get the good, the same sound quality, but it, it really didn't from this album and I'm not going to go track by track, but I know there was, I think there was another one single maybe. And uh, it's called de- like it translates to "destroy what is destroying you." It's "Macht kaputt, was uch kaputt macht." So everyone can make fun of me as my about my pronunciation. Uh, I've never had German, <laughs> so but um, it, it's all this whole album. Like I said, for the most part, is about the angst that one feels about being stuck in, like they don't want to be in that rat race, the nine to five. And it's a younger person. So their parents are telling them they're going nowhere and they need to do that nine to five thing and make something to themselves and be useful. And they don't feel useful even when, you know, like the, like the author of these songs. Um, I am going to try to pronounce the, uh, I mean, for the most part, uh, these names are, you yeah, know, I'm not gonna butcher them, but two or three of these names I'm not gonna I'm not gonna be well with. But uh the, the you have Ralph Mobius on vocals, guitar and piano. Ralph Steitz on guitar drums, percussion and vocals. Kai this is one maybe. Seichterman or Sichterman. It's S I C H T E R M A N N. So everyone can help me out there. I believe it to be Sichterman. I don't know. That's bass, guitar, percussion, and vocals. You have Wolfgang Seidel, love the name, on drums and percussion, obviously. <laughs> then you have uh, Nickel Palette, I believe, is on vocals. And then Gert Mobius did the cover and also helped with some of the writing as well. And I had to look, because I, and I'm glad I looked, because I at first thought Gert, the name Gert, maybe was like Gertrude or something like that, maybe that was... You know, Ralph Mobius' wife or mom or something? No, Gert is a man. <laughs> that is Ralph Mobius' brother. It's the middle brother, actually. There's three of them. And I do not remember the other brother's name right now. But anyway, um, you know, we're not here to talk about the Mobius family. We're here to talk about Tone stein like um, I like even the cover of this album as being just looks self-produced it almost looks like it was printed on a paper sack in a way it has like that same color brown uh, nothing fancy no frills but it's really good like I was surprised that like how uh, it just reminds me of the stooges if, you, if you're a fan of punk proto-punk like early like stooges and You know, you don't mind listening to something that, you know, maybe you don't speak German. But you don't mind listening to something of, you know, a language that you don't speak. I highly recommend this. I enjoyed it tremendously. But I found, you know, doing this podcast that I didn't know how much I really liked the Stooges before. So maybe that's just because I really like Proto Punk. But, you know, I'm going to turn it over to you. See what you thought about it before I give stars. What do you think about it?
1: Well, um, in regards to the production, it was actually a little cleaner than I expected. I was expecting something a little bit rougher, and you know it did sound pretty clean you know pretty good. I was also expecting something a little bit i i guess harder you know I don't think that's really the right term, but that's the best the closest I can come up with you know, i mean there is definitely some punk sound a lot of it did feel a little tamer than what i expected but it is early you know proto punk too you know it just wasn't exactly what i expected and that's not you know an insult to it you know it was just a surprise it was a little bit of a surprise and some of the tracks were more what i you know had in mind like track 4 I'm going to give track numbers as well as the names, because I will also butcher the names, I'm sure. I kind of would like to learn German, but I have not taken any German, so my pronunciation is going to be horrible, I'm sure. But track four, Macht kaputt, that one was closer to what I expected. Some of the others were a little bit softer. Um, Track five, Mein Name ist Mensch. That one was almost a little bit jazzy, even, you know, especially at the beginning. It did get harder later on throughout the song. It just was a little bit of a surprise, not exactly what I was expecting, but not in a bad way, just different. And of course, you know, I'm basing all of this entirely on the music as well because I don't understand the lyrics. You know, having seen some of. The translations on Wikipedia, maybe that's a good thing. Maybe they might hit a little too close to home for us. <laughs> so maybe it's a good thing that I didn't understand the words. Um but yeah, I thought that it sounded good. You know, even though I was a little surprised it wasn't what I thought it was gonna be. You know, I thought it was good. It was not super remarkable for me though yeah you know, it wasn't like meh, it was good. it just wasn't super outstanding, so I don't really have a lot to add i did I definitely did not dislike it. I don't want to give that impression. I feel like my whole review has been negative, and that's not the case. You know, it was good, it was enjoyable.
0: I feel like after I translated the lyrics and went back and read. So I understood what the songs were actually referring to. I actually enjoyed it a little bit more. So this is an album. If you don't speak German. You know you have to be committed. to If you want to understand it. You know. And that 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 will increase your enjoyment of it. To actually understand. But I understand once again. That a lot of people aren't a music nerd like me. And you're not going to go through. And listen to a band that you know, is not from your country, maybe, you know, maybe you're ethnocentric in some ways, you know, and that's okay, I mean, you know, I'm not judging, but I like to experience other cultures and music, even if I don't understand the lyrics right away, I will try to translate it, you know, so I can see what the artist was trying to, what emotion the artist was trying to convey, and, you know, what they were trying, what message they were trying to to uh you know convey using convey a lot but um this is i don't know i was i was pleasantly surprised by it and they have an album next year so we'll have an album looks like next year i think it has a u.s release i don't know but i might go seek it out if, if you know if we don't just so i can hear if it, if they've you know progressed a little bit more in the, the punk sound or or you know to hear what what direction they went but I, I did enjoy it. And like I said, I didn't count against for production. Like what I normally like for this would have been a, a three and a half and I gave it a half star bump because the production, you know, was good. I gave it four stars. I gave this album four because I, I'm not going to, you know, slide it because these guys didn't have enough money to go into a big studio. Who? And you know, pay for all that studio time. They did it themselves, and they did a darn good job. I mean, I was impressed with the sound that they got. And there, I mean, there are a couple songs that mean the sound quality is lacking a little, but once again, I expect that from a punk album. You have to expect that. But yeah, I enjoyed this. Uh, four stars for me. But well, what did you give it?
1: I gave it three and a half. Um, it wasn't exactly what I was expecting but it was still good you know, and you know, I think the only reason it didn't get four for me is because none of it really stuck with me part of that might be because I didn't understand the lyrics but at the same time that was kind of refreshing in a way And to not have to worry about what the words were and just be able to focus on the music but it was good and I did enjoy listening to it Three and a half for me.
0: And it looks like that's the last album that we have for the week. But I'm going to run through what we have coming up next week because next week is a busy week. We do have solo segments next week. And I'm going to have Jay Giles Band, The Morning After, which sounds, <laughs> I don't know how to take that. But um, the first Jay Giles Band that I album, I believe it was self titled Jay Giles Band, Excellent Blues Rock. And we all know some of the later stuff that they have. But I had a good time with it. So I'm looking forward to listening to that again. And I think what you have, Jerry Lee Lewis, would you take another chance on me?
1: I'd rather not, but I guess I will. (laughs) I guess
0: we'll see how that goes. And then we have four albums that we're both going to be listening to. Some good ones. We have The Jackson 5, Going Back to Indiana. There hasn't been a bad Jackson 5 album yet. Yeah. Don't think this that one's, one's going to be good. Disappoint. Yep. <laughs> and then we have Three Dog Night. Harmony. I think that's, that one could be pretty good. Cat Stevens. Teaser and the Fire, fire Cat. I almost said Fire Crat. Ooh. <laughs> uh, it's been a long day, guys. And then finally, uh, an album that I think I've already heard. This is Dolly Parton, Coat of Many Colors. I think i may have heard this from my mom playing it before this is going to bring back memories but yep <laughs> yeah it's going to be a very busy week next week if anyone is listening along you know there's quite a bit of music to digest there so you may want to go ahead and start listening so maybe i need to shut up and let everyone start listening but i'm going to end this week like i usually do I hope everyone has a nice, safe, music-filled week. Try to still... I know it's tiresome, and everyone gets tired of hearing it. But if you haven't been vaccinated, go get it. Stop arguing about it. Just do it. It's, you know, it's not a political thing. Let's just take care of one another. Whether you are doing it to be patriotic, or you're doing it just to be a human, human being. You know, just do it. Take care of yourself. Be selfish. Do it because vaccinated people aren't dying, typically. There you go. But just wear your mask and social distance and just be kind to one another. And listen to all this great music. And have a great week.